Welcome back, one and all, to River Do's and River Don'ts. I do I say my name? Yes. I think I say my name. Do. I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Quinn. And I'm Kat. And today we're going to be talking about Chapter 32, Prisoners. Directed by Jennifer Fong and written by Christine Chambers. Fresh off of the previous episode, we open on a somber memorial for Midge Klump, who was, in fact, super actually murdered at the end. Yes. It was a for real murder. Hold on. You also say the format of the show. We do. Oh, do you're that. right. We normally oh! do a sort of. Let's go back in time. Long go back in time. Like, preamble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm so I don't know why I had to do that, but I did. <laughs> it's really cute. It's the podcast where we go through step by step in excruciating detail an episode of the CW program Riverdale and delineate for you our favorite part, our River Do, our least favorite part, our River Don't, and the Weekly Weird. Which I mean, you guys are listening to this show, you know the deal. Riverdale makes some weird choices and some behaviors that I hesitate to even describe as choices uh it is just chaos (laughs) yes river riverdale feeds off the entropy that's slowly killing the universe and we're here to watch it happen so yes today we're going to be talking about chapter 32 prisoners directed by jennifer fong and written by christine chambers Fresh off of the previous episode, we open on a somber memorial for Midge Klump, who was, in fact, super actually murdered at the end. Yes. It was a for real murder. A for real actual murder. Midge is dead. Yes, and everyone is sad, as the Jughead narration helpfully informs us. Cheryl is in a witch hood. It's her turn for the witch outfit now. And she is singing with... There's a chamber band, like a chamber music group, that's actually staged such that the like diegetic-non-diegetic split is much less ridiculous than it often is in Riverdale. That's fair, yeah. Like, they are there. They, they are a few feet away playing actual instruments. Also, like, the... It's not just a chamber group, right? Like, the everything about the... These are the... It's not just a witch hood. These are funereal cheerleader outfits. They are. They really are. The, <laughs> the river vixens have specific uniforms for more. I mean let's look let's look back at the events of the past two seasons though. <laughs> right? Yeah. At some point I can I I can see Cheryl being that's the question for you guys. Was Cheryl the person who instituted the funereal cheerleader outfits or did they look exist? at where she, look at where she lives. Absolutely she <laughs> yeah, I she mean, I mean she got those things done when question. Jason died. <laughs> like it didn't matter if the other people were into it or not. Mm-hmm. Like no, by God, we are mourning my brother in our <laughs> in our funereal cheerleader regalia. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. And she is singing a song. She sang well too, better than the last um, episode. Yeah, yes, I, immediately. I, 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 this, I'm going to cut forward to to another like note that I made. Did we just fire the auto tune guy? 
after the musical episode <laughs> and get a different person to run the auto tune who had who had who was in a possession of significantly more chill the, or did Madeline Patch just keep practicing singing after that? The thing like, is, they've had good mixing before for their audio. They, they've had adequately produced musical pieces on the show. That's true, they have. And then suddenly we got to the musical episode, <laughs> and they brought on a guest who was way too happy with the auto-tuning tools. And now we're back to someone with a sense of restraint. Well, yeah, and they had a compression fetish, too. Oh, yeah, that, too, for sure. So, yeah, it sounds much more reasonable than than the musical episode. I was, it definitely took me aback a little bit. But we get this sort of flash sideways, I guess, because I don't really know where the timeline is compared to the funeral. But we have Jughead being interrogated by Sheriff Keller, which is real funny because Jughead's narration just said that grief brought the town together. And <laughs> yeah. then and then we have the sheriff berating, like browbeating this high school student who, yeah. who plainly has nothing to do with this murder. Uh, but basically Jughead catches Sheriff Keller up on the threats regarding Cheryl's casting in the musical. And we do the classic rotating camera change person trick. Oh, where, yes. You know, every time the camera goes behind one person, the other person changes. Uh, so then we get Ethel, who swears that she didn't want to hurt anybody, just jealous of Cheryl. Uh, Moose claims ignorance of what could be going on. Archie just straight up questions if Keller even did his job concerning the Black Hood, which, you know, fair. <laughs> yep. So we cut back to the funeral. And... Oh, boy. So Cheryl finishes her song, and it's not just that she says a ridiculous thing right afterwards. She starts it as though she's just picking up a thought like she just took a breath rather than, like, sang a whole song. She's like, anyway. <laughs> like, you know, it's so Right now I'm just weird. thinking, this, this has just come up. Like, she just, she really does introduce it like she just took a breath. Like... <laughs> As I was saying, like, <laughs> what? Well, I guess, like, they people in this town, rightly so, have stopped yielding time to Cheryl to speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> so You're just, not wrong about that. So she just takes her opportunities. <laughs> was this the subject of a town meeting? Yeah, just- <laughs> they're like they're like okay we're gonna take a br- like a brief break <laughs> from us all clamoring thirsty for the rise of fascism in riverdale and fred <laughs> trying to talk some fucking moral sense into us for just five minutes here we need to we need to do something about <laughs> cheryl blossom like away from cheryl blossom <laughs> we need to stop encouraging this behavior oh we're in fine form we are literally like 20 seconds into this Uh episode (laughs) if you give her an inch she will take a mile so uh and as sort of evidence of that she goes so hard on the like she's like she basically says that the river vixens are going to take up the mantle of the ancient Greek furies yes. and get blood atonement. It's a lot. Like the furies of ancient Greece, the vixens and I will not rest until the murder of our sister is rightly punished. Like, it's good. 
<sighs> Cheryl's the best. Cheryl's so good. She's Nobody so needs that good. at a funeral, Cheryl. <laughs> and like Mitch's mom yes. is just there what? at the side, like, yep, this is yep. a normal thing to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like well, the theories. Yeah. Just like Mitch would have wanted. <laughs> Oh my god. You know that they just covered that in history class. <laughs> and she's just excited mm. to like I Oh, I know this give... this is I, I can make a reference here. I think we should give Cheryl some more credit than Archie. This isn't a Dracula situation where she had to <laughs> turn to Wikipedia. You sure oh, that Jughead god. didn't say this two days ago? <laughs> uh yeah, I guess we don't know for sure. I sort of but... trust Cheryl's Ability yeah, to fair. dip into the pool of references. Yeah, I suppose she can get there acting. on her own. But yeah, Keller tries to comfort Mrs. Clump and just gets the taste slapped out of his mouth, which again, fair. Good, yeah. yeah. She, she and, dunks uh, it right on him. Cheryl straight calls him out on failing constantly. Just like, you're terrible at your job. You're- I believe the words are like, your days of failing this town over and over are numbered. Yeah. And you know how we were talking previous episodes, a couple previous episodes, about how suddenly it seems in season two that characters' actions have consequences now as it nears mm-hmm. the end of the season? It's Keller's turn. Oh, yeah. It feels, it's, it feels uh, really good that things matter. Yeah. Yeah, almost like there was a 13-episode story arc that they had planned. Uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm not, I'm not going to go on this again. I mean, it's just true. <laughs> yeah, it's just, the problem with it is that it's true. At Pops, Jughead theorizes that there may be a copycat killer situation going on and suggests that Chick might have done it. And Betty stops this nonsense by pointing out that he's only there because she literally went and found him and brought Mm -hmm. him here. And that he has a temper, but doesn't even know who Midge is, basically. Mm -hmm. She doesn't point out the other thing, which is that Black Hood has been obsessed with purity, which, while not totally damning, like he could be a giant hypocrite, I guess, it's a bit of a stretch that someone living the lifestyle that Chick was living would have this huge vendetta against people in like a puritanical judgmental way right. like Black Hood does. Uh it would be a self-hating thing. Uh just to clarify, I'm not I am not putting judgment on Chick at all in this in this situation. I'm just saying that it'd be a little extra swervy for Riverdale for someone to be carrying out this like bloody Holocaust against people who are very like them. I'd be as like this yeah. self-loathing thing. Like that's just it's a little bit too deep. So I feel like, oh, but Black Hood wants everyone to just have sex in the missionary position with the lights off. And that's his whole thing. So it can't be chick. Like well, I that's a reasonable you, bit of Riverdale logic, I think. I can tell you one thing confidently, and that is the Black Hood hates postcoital milk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand it. That's I I felt like with the black hood that there might be hypocrisy, but it would be like if it winds up being chick, we're back into the this was kind of bad of you, Riverdale. Yes, territory, exactly. Territory. Right. And they haven't been that bad with most things. They are moving 
from the teetering steps of a newborn yeah. into the cautious running of a toddler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel also like then the fact that Archie identified the Black Hood as middle-aged would be just total bullshit. Yeah. Also. It, the, the Black Hood uh, looks nothing Chick is a like confident Chick. makeup artist. Yeah. And uh, Archie doesn't say that either, which is weird. But anyway, Archie opines that Svensson was not the real Black Hood. Archie thinks that Svensson's cutoff finger was due to the real Black Hood coercing him. And Veronica just catches the idiot ball here and seems incredulous that Svensson would let that happen as though they didn't just get finished with a story arc earlier in the season where Black Hood was specifically manipulating people into doing horrible things that they normally wouldn't do. Right. Mm, I think getting him to cut off his fingers a step too far, Archie. That doesn't make sense with any of the other stuff he's done. Yeah, surely surely the Black Hood is above threatening people. <laughs> He's never <laughs> the serial murderer. He's never encouraged anyone to do anything self-destructive or personally harmful. Yeah, it's that doesn't it's, sound like uh, him. Yeah, you got the Betty, wrong one, Archie. Betty nods. Betty nods along. Yeah, that would never happen to me. Eight episodes ago, or whatever, uh, we get from Veronica and Archie that Black Hood is going after the victims that escaped the first killing spree. Why now? Uh, who cares? Which puts Moose, Betty, Fred, and others in danger. Veronica worries that Archie is going to go off and be Archie like a big idiot. (laughs) And he promises not to, which is, which is fine because we all know that Archie's promises are fucking airtight in this show. (laughs) So clearly nothing good will come of this. Keller visits Alice, wanting to talk to Chick, since he was there at the night of the show. And Hal says, Chick doesn't live there anymore, but he'll bring him down tomorrow. Alice is upset with Hal about that, worried about Chick being thrown under the bus. And Hal basically is like, what are you afraid he's gonna say? And then Betty does quite an artful job of diffusing the situation, where she explains that Alice is just overprotective of Chick, but it's in kind of a dismissive way, like... What's going on here is not a big deal, yeah. and it mm-hmm. sort of it sort of lets the situation glide. Uh, it was it was very socially savvy of a teenager. Yeah, we get some straight up John Carpenter Halloween ass camera work and sound design as Archie walks down a suddenly very creepy street, including a mysterious figure at the end of a well lit street vanishing from Archie's sightline. It was it was almost like. It was almost an homage to Haddonfield and Halloween and all that stuff. It was a spooky. The next day. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh no, yeah, sp- Arch. Oh, no. Spoopy stuff. Something's oh, going geez. on. Is that the Black Hood? Probably oh. not. But hey, the next day, Archie despairs of Black Hood's message to Fred. And Fred points out that moving away is not particularly doable. Working class hero and all that. And that Keller put a deputy outside, which Archie... I think reasonably rebuts with like how Batman-y some of this murdering has been. Mm-hmm. Like, really, is it? Are, are we going to be safe because there's a deputy outside? That seems hardly sufficient. Yeah. At the Pembroke, Hiram and Hermione strategize about how to put the lodges over in the eyes of Riverdale as the safety first candidate, unlike Keller. Like, we're going to keep you safe. He fucked it all up correct Hiram wants Veronica to work on Cheryl somehow getting her on their side because she'd be a very good prop 
and Veronica is not interested in that. Betty doesn't want Chick getting questioned, obviously, because they murdered a shady man together and hid his body and his car. But Alice points out that it looks pretty suspicious for Chick to just up and leave when the sheriff was intending on speaking to him the next day, and she's just going to coach him on how to lie. And I feel like he could be in worse hands. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Betty asks Jughead if maybe Svensson and Chick were the Black Hood due to their shared time at Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which is, you know, a theory worth looking at, I suppose. Not bad thoughts. Is crawling with murder nuns. That place is not unlike a horrible jail, and oftentimes people get up to planning bad stuff together when they are incarcerated together, so. Hermione stokes Cheryl's anger at the really bad law enforcement situation in Riverdale and wants an op-ed asking for Keller's resignation. Good plan, Hermione. That's that's really going to be, like, easy to get and probably pretty effective. So we then switch to the awful Catholic torture jail, where Bughead questioned the evil nun about if there was any time overlap between the stays of Svensson and Chick. She wants to get a court order for that information, and Betty threatens her by saying, well, I mean, we can come back with a court order and also the FBI, which we will have told about your secret torture prison for gay people and get you shut down. And the nun is like, uh, oh, actually, I feel super cooperative. Here, look at all of our files. And there are actually like two years at least of overlap. Mm-hmm. So her theory is looking good, but there's a twist. <laughs> the photos of Charles Smith are definitely of someone who is not chick. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Archie goes right the fuck to Svensson's house, which... Veronica had specifically told him was one of the things that she hoped he would not do, mm-hmm. because of course he does. And then we get a close to the camera, dark figure scare. Whoa. But then it's three of these Black Hood-esque people. Yeah. Indistinct dudes. The the Shadow Patrol just beating Archie's ass. Oh, buddy. Bughead returned to the Cooper's residence to find a chick invited to dinner post-questioning. Apparently he did all right. And they show Alice the evidence that Chick probably isn't who he says he is, accusing Chick of being a con artist, and Chick just straight fucking attacks them with a knife. Yeah, it just goes in for the Ah! knife. This show is so... I love how directly confrontational people are all the time. It's really funny. (laughs) Like... Oh, fuck you in that picture. I'll stab you with a knife. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that, that more or less is a straight description of what happened. It's so yeah. intense all the time. Like in it's most so shows, much. you'd get the information that Chick isn't their real brother and they wouldn't even confront him with that directly. You know, that it's, no, they right. probably would have talked to Alice separately. Exactly. There would have been like simmering and some buildup, but it goes from zero to knife fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately for all involved, Chick does not have the first idea of how a knife works. Also, so I, I do want to say, <laughs> because of the confrontational nature of this, we should not overlook that Betty and Jughead did just start, like, double-team verbally berating the hell out of Chick. They're like, yeah, you slime, true. you little fucking miscreant. <laughs> Look at this picture, you piece of shit. And he's like, don't talk to me like that. I'll stab you with a knife. 
<laughs> or more like I'll stab your mom. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alice too. gets cut. Uh... Yeah, and but as I said, because Chick does not understand the basic operation of a kniffy, she just gets a little cut, and she's gonna be fine. Yeah. And then Betty straight knocks his ass out, so we're good. Hermione gloats to Hiram about recruiting Cheryl to their cause, and Archie calls Veronica, who, the only reason I mentioned this phone call is because she refers to her parents as Boris and Natasha. Yes. Now if you excuse me, Boris and Natasha. I was very happy. But it's actually Nick St. Clair who called Veronica, and he's kidnapped Archie, wanting a million fucking dollars of ransom money. Mm-hmm. And Veronica says, hey, remember what happened last time you fucked with us? And Nick seems to, like, not care mm-hmm. about that. Yep. Um, this He's bad at learning. Also, this exchange does bring us back to Hiram's strange misunderstandings of idioms. Oh, God. He says, You're not wrong. We are not cowing down <laughs> to people like Nick St. Clair. I don't. So, which. We will not be cowed. We will not bow down. Ah, uh, they're the same. Let's just, like, modular switch some words around in that. Like, cow down. All that I can think of is just, like, a cow just eating a lot of grass. That, or it's a folksy sort of, uh,. A doubly folksy way to refer to a hoedown. We will not be going to the hoedown with Nick St. Clair. (laughs) There will be no square dancing. Now, he will have to country line dance himself off of a tall building. Has he done this before? Hiram? A country line dance? No. I do not know. Yeah, has Hiram mixed metaphors before? There's been at least one. It it was in the last... batch of recordings but i yeah, which don't for, remember for what us, he said it's been a little while but yeah he's they they have him sort of say idioms wrong here and cool. there and i don't know but the thing is it's riverdale and so yeah, i just I don't know if say, it's on purpose it, or not is it intentional or not because for me i don't notice these things because uh, i'm bad at idioms because my mother who's an immigrant is terrible at them mm-hmm. um so it takes me a long time to notice like i'm like oh is that is that what it is? Yeah, logically, because words have meanings. Mm. And now that I've thought through it. That said, logic will not always help you through. Like, yeah. don't always bring logic to an idiom fight. That's very true. And it's a good point. Generally um, speaking, I'm not that persnickety about usages of, like, idioms and metaphors. Because I feel like if um, communicative intent right, is, there, is received, but that's a, then you're good. But I, but, but because of that, because of the the... I notice it as like a, for me, it's something that bilingual people do, you know, like it's a staple of like, if mm-hmm. you want to write a bilingual person, something that you can do is show that they're shitty at, at idioms. Um, yeah, right. Although it's a bit strange that you have this like business tycoon who conducts all his business in English doing it. Cause he like, he's, yeah. he definitely gives, he gives every impression of being hyper educated. Right, yeah, he like does. super, super right. on his shit about everything, way too tightly wound. Also, cow down just sounds fucking it funny. Does, it sounds and really funny. Yes. So it's one of those things where, like, in common speech, I wouldn't take note of it, but this is exceptional because this is a professionally written product. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we don't know. We it's don't a product. Know. 
Right. So like, oh, I could see how maybe, but there's not enough in the text for us to extrapolate that yeah. from Hiram. So it's, it's like it's another mystery. Ah. So Hiram doesn't want to involve the police in this situation because St. Clair shit could expose Lodge shit. Hermione does want Hiram to help. And he's all like, oh, Archie's not blood. And if we show weakness, they'll be after Veronica next. So good thing to know what all that unwarranted loyalty from Archie gets Archie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It makes sense to me, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it does. No, Hiram's just a piece of shit is what I'm <laughs> sure. saying. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's a friggin' mobster. You have to do mobster yeah. stuff. He uh, was a mobster. If... If he was married to Veronica, that'd probably be different, but he's not, so... Yep. yep. And he does have a decidedly instrumental view of teenage boys. Yeah. It's so true, and this that and it doesn't stop here. Yeah, like, throw flash forward, uh, like a throw forward to our next uh, few things we talk about. But Kevin shows up to Vixen practice mad as hell, and Cheryl stands by her correct assessment of Keller's job performance. Yep. Nothing against you, Kevin, but your dad actually kind of sucks at his job. Yeah. Just he's, so he's bad. He's a good dad. He's a terrible cop. Your father's been incompetent since the beginning of time, is the line. Remember that stupid werewolf murder board? <laughs> <laughs> that... This isn't a new thing, Kevin. He's really, he's not very good. I'm glad that anyone's noticed. He's put all of his stat points into being a supportive father and pounding it. Yep. Pounding it. Just that's a that's a reference that like two people will get, uh-huh. but they'll be they'll be happy about it. For those Jim Sterling um, fans in the audience. Wow, that's a loud car outside my that's a new thing for me because I lived in the middle of nowhere hmm. and, and now there are vehicular activities right outside. So Chick wakes up tied to a chair in the basement at the Coopers, and both Bughead and Alice are being very scary. Chick attempts his standard waterworks, which goes precisely nowhere, which, thank God, they finally just stopped letting that work. Mm -hmm. Then pivots to, I never said I was Charles. I said I was Chick. What the fuck is this Calvin Ball nonsense? Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely not how the initial interaction with him went. And I mean, nobody says anything, so I can't tell whether they're considering the validity of that point or just ignoring him. Like, it's that point's it's not odd. even worth debate. It's, such, it's a mouth. very, very bad argument he's trying to make. They're, like, I, guys, they're just ignoring it because everyone's aware that the best line in the show is about to happen. <laughs> Care to do the honors? I, I don't know that I can. I'm gonna die. Can anyone deliver it with a straight face? Uh, I don't have it written down, I don't think. Okay, yeah, me either. Okay, um. They they interrogate him about what happened to the actual Cooper Charles Charles Smith Cooper boy, and uh, like crying and and desperate, Chick says he somehow he manages to deliver the line. <laughs> Charles went on a bender that night. He OD'd on Jingle Jangle, <laughs> <laughs> and. This is really funny to me, because I remember that. I do have that he, quote unquote, OD'd on Jingle Jangle. And my immediate thought was, Jingle Jangle's basically meth. Sorta. You can't overdose on meth. But 
No, you can with Jingle Jangle because of specific obscene things that Reggie has told us about. Oh. Charles Smith died of penis explosion. Oh, yeah, he had like an eight-hour erection and then died in an alley. Mm-hmm. That's sad. The tragic. Yeah, sudden exploding cock syndrome. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how he went out. Cannon. Like a cannon. Correct. <laughs> yes, very much like a cannon. We didn't make this up. We're just we're just going to the text, you guys. Right, because yes, we have to think how how does this follow? If jingle jingles like meth, you can't overdose on meth, but it's boner meth, and I guess you can't overdose on boner meth. Boner meth is my new Twitter name. <laughs> oh god. Jesus Christ. It's bad. It's, no, it's good, actually. It's a good show. Well, okay, that's not... Those are not... We're talking about Riverdale, and you just insinuated that bad and good are mutually exclusive. And, like, you, you just, gotta leave that shit at the door. You just insinuated that things have meaning uh, in Riverdale. Yeah, what, what, are, what are we even doing? Do not. If, 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 we're, if we're holding these that there, we need to throw this whole fucking podcast out, I guess. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, good lord. So yeah, apparently there was a OD with the real Charles and Chick tells Alice that he actually he being Charles actually knocked on the Cooper's door once and Alice said that she was not interested in whatever he was selling and shut the door in his face and that that was the night he OD'd. So uh, oh, just yeah. My heart. Yeah. Alice loses it, believing the story and thinking herself worthy of just any punishment. Betty insists that Chick is the guilty one, and Alice suddenly tasks her with watching Chick while she goes and does something. Yep. Uh, in terms of that punishment, Alice does say, quote, this demands biblical punishment. Yeah. <laughs> just so we know what kind of scale of punishment we're talking about. <laughs> Are we sure that Penelope is Cheryl's yeah. mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Are we certain? I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Uh yeah, anyway. Archie demands to be let go because the Black Hood is out there and his father is in danger. And Nick, of course, being the slimy, gross shitfuck that he is, blames everyone else in the world but himself for his father's disapproval, which is what he's worried about, and says that Archie's going to help him prove that he's hard enough to join the family business. So it looks like the beating that he gave St. Clair will be returned with interest at the very least. Things not looking so great for Archie. He says here that he's yeah. going to make his bones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Veronica sneaks right into the safe in her dad's office because the combo is her goddamn birthday. Of course. That's a thing that you would actually put a million dollars in is something with a family member's birthday. Mm -hmm. But there's not enough cash. Again, Much of it Rob, is gone. I do have to call you out there. This is Riverdale. Yeah, it's For true. all I know, it's you true. could be hiding a million dollars behind a safe with the passcode 1234. Or in a high school toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet gun forever. That's never going to stop being funny, like, as long as we live, I think. But it's a lot. We were so mad at the time. And look but where- it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Toilet gun. Riverdale was worth just it? the toilet yes. guns we made along the way. <laughs> Much of the money is gone. 
but she calls Nick to set up the exchange at Pops anyway. So she must have some kind of plan or is just super desperate. Kevin attempts to comfort his dad, but Keller basically admits that he cut corners and sucks at his job. And somebody bricks their car. You've got that instant karmic payoff going on in Riverdale. I appreciate that Keller is basically like, yes, son, it's true. I'm bad at my job. I probably deserve to be fired. I love you, and you'll you'll defend me to your dying breath. But, but I'm a piece I of suck. shit cop. I just suck. I'm so bad. <laughs> yep. All of a sudden, he's got that clarity. Veronica meets with Nick, and he... and I... I... I hate this. She asks for proof that Archie's okay up front, and Nick's proof is a photo. It's a photograph. <laughs> That's so dumb. What the fuck? I, there's a lot, though, that I like about Veronica in this scene. Mostly the various insult names she decides to call Nick St. Clair. Uh, like, where is he, you barbarian? <laughs> <laughs> And later, after a particular offer, she refers to him as a reptile. Basically, somehow a photograph that could have been taken any time is proof that Archie's okay. So Veronica promises to get the rest of the money if Nick lets Archie go. Nick asks how she intends to get the rest of the money and suggests sex as a partial payment. Because, of course, that's... Oh, Jesus Christ. He's just... Like, can he just be killed? Yes, at which now, point Now, the Black Hood is... is in town! He's in town! But we remember that the Black Hood is only interested in Riverdale stuff. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> Veronica turns the same question to him. Like, how do I know that Archie's going to get released either? Like, how do we trust each other in this situation at all? And Nick's basically got nothing. Alice shows up at FP's place and, oh boy, oh, just unloads mm-hmm. everything. No more secrets, no more lies. She tells him that it was FP's baby. And just everything about how she couldn't handle having the kid and then eventually, without knowing it was him, shut the door on him. And Mitch and Amick is just so fucking good mm-hmm. at being overwhelmed and incoherent and sad. And FP is, you guys, he's a good person. He's really good is a thing. This This scene was very, very emotional and it good. was it was a sad scene it was like a good scene because they're like the better actors in riverdale but gosh it is a sad scene though yeah it's it's weird because once in a while the stars align and you get you get really good actors in a situation where none of like the patent ridiculousness yeah. is going on and like there can be a real situation like you'll occasionally get this between fp and jughead yeah i was going to say mm-hmm. it's back to season 1 jughead and fp yeah it's just it's a really good scene and and we forget that this kind of thing can happen like real gravitas can strike at any moment in riverdale uh it's just that it so rarely does betty gets a call from the black hood and who she still has a custom ringtone yes, for yes that was my note is like all caps <laughs> betty why did you keep that ringtone I- I liked it. I had lollipop ringtone, and I was like, oh, it's nice to hear it. Oh, but how boy, lovely. is Chick still tied to a chair in the basement. Yes. Uh-huh. So that theory is looking a little ragged. So he's still on this purity thing, not liking Chick's sinfulness. So like, yeah, we've really, we've really buried that theory. He says like Den of Sinners twice, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot. Jughead wants to know if the phone call was Alice, because we were waiting to hear what the hell she's doing. Betty says no, and that it was, no, it's my dad. Wink. It, it was my dad. <laughs> and like, 
at this point, I'm like, holy shit. We have this, we have this pretty, pretty strong theory that Hal's the Black Hood. And like, if that, if that, this line made me think he wasn't the Black Hood. Really? Because that would be the lampiest, shadiest lampshade ever. And like, so corny and gross, even for this but show. But that's this oh. show. That is I show. know. I, I'm not saying like, and I should have changed my mind, I... but it made me doubt our theory because that was so dumb to me it felt so much like this is like okay betty's committed to this now like she's finally put the pieces together yeah maybe and she's like no it was my dad (laughs) wink so betty suggests that they need to go back to the hostel and see if there's any evidence that chick was lying about her brother we got back to nick our favorite character nick saint Clair. (laughs) Just kill who asks, just kill him, who asks, Yeah, I know, I know, this right? This whole subplot sucks. Yeah. So you know just you know how the gross. Joker broke the pool cue in half and like throw the one pool cue thing on the floor and he's like, There's only room for one person on our team and we're having tryouts. Make it quick. Yeah. Chuck and Nick. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, he asks Archie if he likes dirty movies, intending on setting up a live feed to force Archie to watch him rape Veronica. And Archie points out, with reasonable evidence in the show so far, that if he does that and Archie lives, he is going to murder him. And Nick reveals that he doesn't intend to allow Archie to live. So, yeah. So he's a real, real piece of shit. Bughead check into the hostel, which is as horrifying as ever, if not a bit more horrifying courtesy of a conveniently flickering fluorescent hallway light. A neighbor says that Charles was always nice, and that the bad one, with whom he fought constantly, was suddenly a single occupant, and that she saw a bunch of bloody sheets. So we have yet another, like, maybe something else happened to Charles Smith. Chick isn't talking, and despite Jughead punches his face... I don't even know what I just said. Punching the crap out of his face. Chick seems to believe that they're too scared to kill him or to let him go due to the shady man information that he has, which is quite a conundrum. Veronica gets ready for the rendezvous with with Nick. And uh, Betty gets another call from Black Hood. And like, God, everything is blue. Like everything is blue horror movie light. Mm. Just, Just... Really unjustifiably, the Black Hood wants Chick, saying that not only is it justice, but her secrets regarding the Shady Man are safe with him. Interesting. It's just... Oh, Betty. Just go talk to your dad. Yep. Mm. Jesus Christ. FP breaks in, angrily stopping Jughead from continuing with the beatings. And FP just, like, cannot deal with this situation due to what happened with Jason. Very traumatic for FP. You know, teen boy tied to a chair situations are not great for him and he says that they can still help but they cannot make these decisions for the coopers all they can do is support them veronica puts on an impressive brave face at the meeting with nick who insists that riverdale archie just all the stuff like all the stuff that makes veronica veronica are just a bad phase that she's going through Mm -hmm. archie watches as veronica presumably poisons nick i mean that's what we're doing show right and, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, we are. It's it's fine. Archie more or less hulks out and manages to bust his chair. <laughs> yep. 
at least we pay lip service to his guard, not actually looking at him due to the space heater being in another room and the warehouse being really cold and warming his hands. But Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> he was making a not insignificant amount of noise. Like, you're guarding a hostage and he manages to just rip his chair to pieces. <laughs> Archie says. And nobody notices. It was... It was it's a, a loud heater, Rob. Guys, it's fine. Uh, it's Riverdale. Don't think about it too hard. We do a little bit of uh, the old Metal Gear shuffle, and Archie's free. Mm-hmm. Nick asks Veronica what happened to what happened to us. What happened to our friendship? Ugh. And she answers, "You started roofing girls, including my friend Cheryl." To which he says, "That's all schoolboy mischief in the past." <laughs> to which. My notes say, schoolboy mischief my ass. Oh, God. I was happy that the show did that, though, because that's what people call it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, more, I thought that that was, again, sometimes with the Nick stuff, they really do a good job yeah. of presenting a realistic and condemnable portrayal of what these people are actually like. Yeah. Yep. They do a good job personifying really, really gross stuff with him, and I hope that we can stop talking about him soon so that my gorge can settle. Yes. Archie runs real goddamn fast as Veronica and Nick do some dancing. Hal, we cut back to Uh, angrily demanding. What? Hold on. I do need to say, during that dancing, (laughs) Nick asks what perfume Veronica is wearing. yeah. And her answer to that question is, Diabolique. Diabolique. (laughs) Audience. I had that too. Are you with me? Which is the most (laughs) wonderfully awful femme fatale bullshit that is just so appropriate to this scene. I had that I had that down too, and then immediately after I had I miss our cover girl sponsor. (laughs) That too. That would that would be nice. Bring it back, show. That was good. Why didn't she just say, like, oh, I'm wearing femme fatale? <laughs> it's... Uh, it, it is. I'm wearing is. boy murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. That enticing scent. Boy murderer. <laughs> I just realized how much fun it's going to be picking titles for season two episodes oh, of the show. You've got boner oh. meth and boy murderer in <laughs> just this episode. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Hell angrily demands that they turn Chick into the cops. And Alice admits to him what had happened with Shady Man. And uh, Betty then is in the basement showing Chick Grundy's gun. Wait. <laughs> Wait, she still has that somehow? That fucked me up. What? That genuinely fucked me up. I'm like, you've been holding on to this since episode four of season one? 75 years? I thought you didn't remember what happened five minutes ago. Guys, Betty's great. Anyway, she's like, we're going to be moving out of that basement door and I'm going to shoot the ass off you if you make a move okay can't wait to see where this goes archie shows up at nick's suite but veronica is already standing over nick's body and she ransoms him to his father (laughs) good excellent yep 
Very, very good. At the cemetery, Chick wonders who called Betty with that weird ringtone. She asks him if he really killed her brother, and he says he never meant to hurt him, and it was a fight gone out of control. We get a bizarre beat with Betty estimating the chances of a survival that Chick has if he runs as Black Hood gets closer and closer. Uh, Let's not forget that she refers to the Black Hood as Chick's, quote, very own angel of death. I feel like she's just been hanging out with Jughead a lot. Yes, absolutely. Um, You would have known that for sure if she referred to the Black Hood as perhaps your very own Black Mamba or Pit Viper (laughs) or some kind of deadly serpent. (laughs) Yep. Um... This is very cute. Black Hood looks a little miffed that she gives him a head start. Yep. Black Hood, like, what the fuck, Betty? <laughs> you can kind of, like, see him cross his arms and grump a little bit. I have to run <laughs> now. Ugh. I'm very middle-aged. Remember this. Uh, my knees hurt. <laughs> I've been standing in this cold cemetery waiting for, <laughs> waiting for a boy to kill. I hate it when my boy dealer isn't on time. The Black Hood tonight is also wearing boy murderer. Yeah, every every night. Also girl murderer. Yes. One for one for each pit, I guess. Or one upstairs, one downstairs. I don't know his deal. Kevin comes home to a sad, drunk Keller who has been forced to step down, which, I mean, sad, sure, but the sooner this guy has a different job, the better for literally all humanity. Yeah. Veronica greets her parents with a gigundous pile of ransom money, points out to Hiram that she found the St. Clair's hadn't heard a thing about Archie, but you can explain that to him yourself. He's in the study, which pretty good, pretty good power move. And instead of like, I don't know, killing Hiram, punching him in the face, yelling at him, Archie suggests that he should kill Black Hood for Hiram's fucking approval. I still need to bake my bones with you. Not to editorialize too much in the summary segment. He's like, oh yeah, Nick talked about making his bones and that was real cool, so maybe you could find someone for me to kill like the Black Hood. Also, Rob? I'm the protagonist of this television show. Rob, did you just intimate that we do not editorialize during the summary <laughs> segment? Because it's like 80% editorializing. No, that's, that's yeah, not... Rob. That's not... What I really well, we meant was that I here. may have been tipping my hand about River Delts. Uh, but... Gotcha. That, that potentially, yeah, that I was going a little far in spoiling the future of this very podcast. No, we have to editorialize because... Much like random images in the clouds, we have to impose order on this for our own sanity. Okay. I'm glad we're clear on that one. Yeah, yeah. Betty comes home to Alice and says that Chick is gone and probably for good. But she says she took him to the bus station. And she suddenly looks around and she's like, where's dad? (laughs) Yup. And that's the end of the episode. So, wow. What a weird... I mean... Maybe it's just that we haven't recorded in a while. They're all weird. Uh, who wants to start us off? Maybe because I introduced this episode, I'll start yeah, off with. It. Go for it. Like Riverdoos and Riverdontas. My Riverdoo for this week is 150%. Just the Alice and FP scene where she just completely breaks oh, down. Yeah. Quality. As I have said, acting wise, I mean, Alice is by is 
far, far from my favorite character. But performance-wise, I have long said that, like, Mission Amick is my favorite thing in this show. And once in a while, she reminds us why. Yeah. So, yeah, just a uh, sad, broken Shelly the Waitress, you know, in her, in her 40s, uh, is my favorite thing in this episode. Cool. I think mine, because there's a bunch of, there's actually a bunch of stuff to like in this. Mm-hmm. And I go back and forth between like a fun aesthetic thing or something that positively affects our universe. But I think I'll go with the the serious thing. I'm really glad that Sheriff Keller is no longer in office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yep. Like it's it's. I get that it's sad, but I don't care at all. At at all. I just he was a really really bad cop. Well, and even in Riverdale. I think the idea of him keeping his job and having any approval at all was starting to stretch the believability. Yes. Because the show is basically two seasons of chronicling his utter failings at his job because every season has had to do with, like, serious crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just, uh, they bought themselves some goodwill by... Yeah, no, I agree. It Again, it feels like, oh, wow, things matter and they have consequences now. Mm-hmm. Gee willikers, I don't know how to handle that. Yep. Yeah, respectable, respectable Riverdale. And speaking of that, mine is generally the theme of consequence that's really starting to come to a head here. Cool. You know, Keller gets fired. <laughs> Some of these consequences are markedly unexpected. Like, hey, Betty kept that gun? Yeah. What? So, yeah, just all of the consequences really sort of coming to bear, except for... Hiram. I mean, we can't have Hiram have consequences right now. He's he's the arc fiend. Yeah. We're we're clearly dealing with Black Hood right now. We're not dealing with Hiram. That's a season three thing. I'd bet my life on it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. There's some consistency coming in um on that. I have a really closely fought race for River Don't. One of them is, I think, kind of a bad i mean they're both terrible one of them bothers me personally more but also it is off the beaten track of the plot more Mm -hmm. than the other one which is just like a central thing in the storyline of this season that just like what the fuck so i don't know if i want to do like a runner-up or i'll just say the one that bothers me the most personally and if we get through the other river don'ts and somehow don't mention something then you know i'll uh so my river don't is that this is, <laughs> I know we're not meant to think this deep into it, but I can't help it. And it's not really that deep. Maybe it's just a little deeper than the Riverdale producers think we'll think. Betty and Jughead have the ability to get a fucking gay torture prison shut down mm. and they don't. Mm. They continue to not. They have the ability to do it or the threat's completely empty and the nun's an idiot. But like, really... If conversion therapy is illegal and they have like copious evidence that it's going on, it's like, well, if you don't have a name in the credits, your your rights and your life don't matter. So we we look at these files and then we honor our agreement with these evil child torturers instead of getting the file and then placing a call to the FBI that very night. And it's because it has nothing to do with the main plot, I think, that they don't spend any time on it or do whatever but like i don't like putting ostensibly good characters in the position of like 
withholding easily given mercy from literal children being tortured. And, I mean, I could see how you can easily slide that into a Jughead narration, where he's just yeah. like... Because it's not in the same timeline. He's, he's, he's having a very ambiguous temporal relationship right. with these narrations. Right, so you just need but, him to say, like, at least one of Riverdale's dark secrets was brought to light, and then just show a nun in handcuffs. Yeah, please do something like that. I don't know, it just it bothers me that they know about this, and... They've gone and rescued someone, and they've gone and leaned on the people, but, like, they don't actually do anything to help the people who are being hurt. That's How much do you think that they've put into that set piece and don't want to invest in other set pieces? <sighs> that could certainly be part of the decision. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, the main, like, office and hall connected area of... Sisters of Quiet Mercy is probably a significant investment. Yeah, because they keep returning to it, right? And like it's yeah, that's uh, it's a useful place for us to get information. We're going to keep needing to get information somewhere, and you're gonna have to build a new set if we get rid of. The I mean, sisters. as as sad as it is for the head nun, just just have that actress not be on it anymore and have her led away in handcuffs. This facility still exists. It has legitimate purposes that it can fulfill. Yeah. And it still have all the down. records. It, it, and still, I mean, like, at least it should be forced to have a new administration and the previous administration arrested, much like the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, that's my river note. Just made me feel icky. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a good one. I think Kat Yeah, I'm trying to think. Okay. I'm trying to think if I have anything other than, like, because I, this, this, like, episode was mostly stuff that I'm like, well, it's friggin' Riverdale, so I understand. Uh-huh. You know, like, there was stuff that I'm sure. like, well, I don't like this, but I get why it's happening. And then stuff that I... This is the Riverdale version of this plot. Yeah. Beat. And then, like, as stuff that I actually really liked. Like, um, I could see someone being upset with Betty's actions. Um, but because she's... Oh, yeah, just like... Using a serial killer as an attempted murder weapon. Yeah, that's against someone who she doesn't know is guilty of anything other than well, I mean, a knife assault. Yeah, but, but uh, and maybe and maybe killing her brother. But like, hey, I've always wanted that for Betty. <laughs> I feel really good about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been beating this dark Betty drum for a long time, and we shouldn't stop. It's like we've. <laughs> To turn back were as tedious as go or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sort of with you on that. Like, it came up for me as, like, a potential. But I but like it. at the same it. time. Yeah. And it's paying off stuff that's been built up with Betty for a while. Yeah. She ostensibly made the same choice earlier and hasn't learned her lesson with Nick St. Clair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, because, yeah. like, Chick did say that he did the murder sort of he didn't really he said he said i didn't mean to hurt him it was a fight that went out of control he did not crucially say he is dead i killed yeah, him because which in this show that open like it is it is marvel ass rules of death i guess that is technically true that is very much true he could show up just crawling out of of a hole somewhere and be like nope i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yep. He could be the person leading that stupid cult that we never got to see. Oh, speaking yes. of which, 
I don't know if any of y'all saw the season three teaser trailer. No. No, I haven't. It looks like they might be talking about that in season Holy. three. Oh yeah, I mean, it was I the I've watched the last episode of of season two, and yeah, it is clear oh. that that wasn't actually Rob. a dropped thread. Cool. I couldn't help Rob. it. Well, I I have exhibited such self control. I rewatched all of it with Josette, and she has been asking me when we can, when can we watch this episode. We need you to can watch, watch it tonight. You can watch it, you can watch it tonight. No, but Rob, if you had just told us. That you committed a grave sin. <laughs> we all would have committed the grave sin. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, until you said that, I actually forgot that I've, that I've watched all four. Um, but I was like, oh no, no, that's right, that's right, Quinn. This thing you're saying is correct. But I, I think that so your part, I wouldn't have a problem with Archie being such an idiot and also being like, I'm gonna kill this guy. Except it undercuts this moment with Betty. It like mm-hmm. so. I like Dark Betty. I like all of the stuff going yeah. on with Dark Betty. I don't understand this, the reason that we have Archie doing this stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. He's supposed to be our good boy. Uh, Veronica is like... <sighs> somehow, Veronica is the only... She still does semi-heroic acts. <laughs> You know, but like she she fucks up a lot. But she... Yeah, she, I mean, she was... She's kind of until recently was in the Hiram camp. Yeah. Uh but she's getting out and of it. And she also like it's... has always even when she was in, firmly in the Hiram camp, it felt like a child being in the Hiram camp, you know? Like yes. being like there because of a kid and them now, being dad be nice. Dad. Yeah, they're being her parents whereas like these other children don't really feel like children. Uh, like okay, I I I have so many questions about every decision Archie has made this season, yes. basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but can you settle on actual River For Don't? For me, or is no, this it is. Very That's hard? My River Don't is, is uh, Archie just being like, Hiram, I went through this harrowing situation, and now I'm going to kill this guy. Yes. Uh, and, like, it's it's for a variety of reasons. Um <laughs> And but like for me, the primary one is that I think it just undercuts a lot of the other work that they're doing. I like mm-hmm. I'm really frustrated with it for many reasons. But one like what? Why wouldn't you let your your other stuff shine? Yeah. What the hell not, are you doing, program? Not to undercut something that's going to come up in the next episode. But how else were they going to get around to doing the dark circle? Yeah, I guess. Oh. They're like, we established the red circle, so we need to subvert it. Show Archie is completely the opposite of all the ideals he used to embody. It's a scary video of boys in extra (laughs) shirts. They're wearing 13 shirts, these boys. Yeah, yeah, but um, like another reason I hate that, and that is my runner-up River Don't, is that like Archie just went through this because Hiram couldn't be fucked to help him. Yeah, like Hiram is directly responsible for that. and, and, And it completely undermines... The previous scene where Veronica's like, yeah, I actually went and saved Archie and he's here now and he wants to talk to you. What the hell is the show doing? Did Veronica not tell Archie (laughs) that her dad fucked him over? That seems to be the most likely thing because you would think that Veronica would be like, hey, yeah, no, he wouldn't put up the money. So I had to like ransom Nick off and like that put risk my literally risk my life i I don't know it makes sense to me so that's it's not my river don't for that reason because like it's frustrating that it does that so what it doesn't 
like that goes into my undercutting stuff, right? It undercuts Veronica's moment yeah. too. It undercuts Betty yeah. and it undercuts Veronica. And that's just yeah, well, what so the... frustrating. But like what the fuck did Veronica think? What was she well, what was going through her head when she confronts her dad and says, Archie's here and he wants to talk to you? That's a reasonable thing, right? Like and she's been pretty reasonable with stuff. She's like, okay, Archie and I like each other. We're going to be partners. And that's the primary thing against my dad. And time and time again, Archie has shown that he's going to pick Hiram over her in, in situations. And then that yeah, happens so, again. And that is so confusing. Yeah. Like, for some reason, Archie will pick Hiram over almost everyone else. Everyone but his dad. And like... Sometimes his dad. Yeah. Sometimes his dad. Only recently did he come around on his dad. And the thing that initiated this loyalty was Hiram engaging in like a quasi-sexually aggressive display (laughs) during wrestling class. Yeah, Wrestle Boys is where this whole dark path began. He beat him in a wrestle. either, Either way you play it, it makes no fucking sense. Because either Veronica is confident for no reason right like she didn't tell archie that hiram fucked him over and she's just grandstanding with no reason doesn't make any sense or she did tell archie and he's like yeah he doesn't give a shit if i live or die but i'm still his guy which is just also ridiculous i i think that like so before when i was like yeah it makes sense from hiram's perspective though i think archie does that too like I mean, he's maybe been Archie shown is a little to kind fatalistic. of do that. Like he's been like, well, he's a mobster, and I seem to understand how mobsters work. Like for no reason, he's so forgiving of Hiram. Yeah, he, he's just like, well, he's under a lot of pressure, guys. He is a mobster. <sighs> like it, uh, yeah. I, it's not good. I agree with you. No, it's my river it's, <laughs> it's a season long problem. Um, Quinn. Yeah. So what sucks? <laughs> my river don't is sort of a culmination of some stuff that's been building for a while. And that's like, how is Chick this bad <laughs> at, at everything? Oh, yeah. Like, because in this episode, there's two real big things. That's like, what's the deal with this picture? You're lying to us. What the hell? Oh, I'll stab you with a knife. <laughs> And then, well, I never said that I was Charles. <laughs> I just said I was Chick. Like, like he says it like he's some kind of asshole genie. Yeah, well, like, oh, you didn't word it carefully enough. Well, it sounds like he's a fucking right-wing asshole on Twitter who's, like, vigorously winking during a dog whistle. And Yeah, it's, it's, it's suddenly, his, like... His competence and internal coherence just, like, <laughs> take a dive into an empty pool in this but episode. It had it's seemed like not he was, new, though. like, um, at all competent. You're right. And now it's clear that he never was. He was just opportunistic. <laughs> right. And there's so much stuff. Like, there was the episode where he tells Betty, like, never bring your clients home. And then later, he's just boning down with that dude in the house. And, like, he let Shady Man come to the house. Like, what are you doing? How are you this bad? Why are you not dead already? It seems like you would have gotten yourself murdered. Yeah, it's very strange. 
And speaking of chick, my weekly weird is basically just chick. <laughs> like, the perceived clarity of what's going on with this character joins his competence at the bottom of that empty pool. Because, like, both his motivations and what actually happened and happened concerning his character become completely fucking vague during this episode. Ooh, free like, meals. As you pointed out, Quinn, he attacks the Coopers with a knife just kind of cuz. I don't like this conversation. Knife, 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 knife. Like, it, it was very strange. And yes, this this whole like, oh, I actually said that I was chick. But like, we also get him saying that Charles OD'd and died of penis explosion, yeah. as we previously established. But math. also, the neighbor reports that there was blood on some sheets, and then Chick admits that there was a fight. Well, There's no actual answer. That's the thing. Is it seems to me like when that happened, Chick was like, well, that lie didn't last very long. Here's this. Here's this. Whether it's true or not, who knows? Nobody knows And then anything. to top it all off, we don't show what happened to no. him with the Black Hood. So he his whole shit is not actually resolved either. And both with real Charles and fake Charles Chick, I feel like what we're doing, and I hate this so much, is I feel like we're just like not resolving it on purpose so that if we find that we need them later, we can just use these characters right. or plot well, lines. Yeah, and exactly. Like, Whole... Like, and it's it's like, we're going to deny you satisfying conclusions to stuff because we don't know what the fuck we're going to do later. Right. And the whole chick thing so far, like, with what we know now, is, like, the talented Mr. Ripley, but without any of, like, the central motivations or deeply unnerving elements that make that a compelling thriller. Yep. Almost like Riverdale cribs off of the style of stuff without understanding what they're doing. That doesn't sound right, Rob. That sounds wrong. No, that's that must be a different show. Anyway, that, <laughs> that's my weekly weird. Mine is uh, funereal cheerleader outfits. And Fair. Like, here, yeah. Here's, here's why. Because it adds an element of world building that's like, guys, it is hard to get school uniforms approved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like a whole... Mm-hmm process and it's i mean we have established that the administration of riverdale is incredibly it's weird so weird and like usually it's not a i mean you can just close a school thing. and be like we want more police so we're closing a school so i think all bets are That's, off municipally but usually this isn't a thing that is student-led so now i'm envisioning something that <laughs> is like where you can petition to have additional uniforms made or submit designs and i'm just like what the what the fuck though that doesn't no i mean i feel like i feel like cheryl could have coerced a teacher like cheryl could have just made these right like this that could have (laughs) just happened but also these looked real dang real yeah uh so i i'm excited for more cheerleader outfits uh yeah let's just let's just make this a thing now we may as well yeah there's no reason not to that's i've bought in uh i fully believe that this is an element of of your world building that that custom uniforms for events is a thing that we're going to encounter so uh knock my socks off show please go to town (laughs) so my one of my stronger contenders was also a funerary garb because wow my weekly weird though 
is Hiram Lodge's continued use of bizarre idioms. Because cowing down is a lot (laughs) to think about. And it just, it feels like they're continuing this line that started with the Swiss banks closing. And it just keeps getting stranger and stranger. Like, it calls into question, like, the more I think about the things that Hiram says, the more I just, I have so many questions about his interior world. Like, what's going on (laughs) in that pretty head of his? That's that's a good question. Hmm. But as with many of our weekly weirds, there is probably no answer. Like, we don't really want answers. We want more questions. But instead of in the Lynchian way, like in kind of a stupid way, because it's Riverdale. (laughs) I believe that does us for this episode. We'll be back next time with chapter 33, Shadow of a Doubt, where perhaps we get some answers about some things. Maybe. Maybe. Or more questions. We're in a loop. We have to escape. (laughs) See you there.